Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 7 Figure Millennials Podcast, where it is my job to help people like you to prioritize your happiness, health, and relationships while making your biggest entrepreneurial dreams a reality. And if this is your very first episode, I want to say welcome, welcome, super excited to have you here. And if you are coming back week after week, I appreciate you so much for being here. And whether you are new or returning, Today, we get to experiment with something that has actually never been done before on the podcast. So some context, if you don't know this already, you can go to sevenfiguremillennials.com and that has all of the episodes, relevant links, and we have some bonus video content on there. And that's the number seven figure, M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S, so sevenfiguremillennials.com. And shout out to my incredible wife, Leah, who helps produce these and maintain all that kind of stuff. But basically what you'll find is when you go to lots of the individual episodes, you'll find a one to three minute, extremely valuable clip that we pull from each episode. And they were designed initially to be shared on social media. And what we realized is that this would actually be really fun to create an episode out of these small little juicy clips. We kind of call them ear nuggets. It's kind of a a fun name, but it's also kind of a weird name. (laughs) But uh, we've been calling them ear nuggets or slash highlights from previous episodes. So either way, if you've listened to the episode already, it's a great review. And if you haven't listened to it, it's a great opportunity for you to explore more if you want to listen to the full episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to intro each episode with a little bit of the bio and some context on where we were going in that part of the conversation. And then I'll give you some more information about how you can explore more with that guest. But I'll just say right now, if you go to the episode description, either on the site or wherever you're listening to this, there should be direct links to the episode on the site if you want to explore more. Or I also name all the numbers for the episode. So if that's even easier for you, you can just scroll down to whatever episode it was and download that. So today we're featuring five episodes that I'm all really excited about. And these are really early ones. So you'll hear episode three to like 10 ish, I think. So like, these are all like some of the earlier ones I've done. And the only other thing I'll say, just so you know, if you hear them, so you're not like, what the heck was that? <laughs> these were originally designed for social media. So my video editor ended up some adding some little sound effects. So every once in a while, if you hear a little popping that was designed to show things on the screen, but uh, instead of trying to make the audio just perfect, we just left that in there. So if you hear that every once in a while, that's what it is. So I think that's pretty much everything I have to say. And so with that said, I'm going to cue the intro and then we'll kick things off. If you had to pick between A, making a ton of money, B, being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love, or C, making a meaningful impact on the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is, how can entrepreneurs like you and me, who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Bigger Millennials Podcast. This first clip comes from episode three of the Seven Figure Millennials podcast, where the guest was Jules Duncan. Jules is the CEO and co-founder of a partnership network for seven, eight, and nine-figure businesses called Tribe for Leaders, and her primary responsibility for Tribe for Leaders is leading the strategic partnership matchmaking and monetization optimization for the entire community. On top of that, she is a million-dollar direct response copywriter and a master paid advertiser, where she has spent over $10 million on Facebook advertising where she was optimizing the entire customer journey for the best results. And one of her best and most impressive results was was helping a client turn $3 million of ad spend into $38 million in sales. And she's done all that on top of having seven kids. So some context on this clip, because of Ancestry.com, 
Poker.com, Jules ended up discovering that her husband was related to World Series of Poker legend, Oklahoma Johnny Hale. And Johnny Hale is widely seen as the first unofficial World Series of Poker player of the year. And in 1980, he was awarded a special bracelet as the best all-around player at the series after three top three finishes in a single year. He also owned 16 businesses. And on his 80th birthday in 2007, he was recognized by the state of Oklahoma as a favorite son. So before Oklahoma Johnny Hale ended up passing, Jules got to spend some time with him and gathering some of his greatest wisdom. So that's where this part of the conversation came in. So enjoy this clip with Jules Duncan on how poker cheating strategies can help you in your business. But he did tell me how people cheat at poker. And that in itself was an insight because I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ace up their sleeve, right? <laughs> what <do they> got? <laughs> but I didn't, since I don't play, I didn't know. Then he says how people cheat at poker. And he's like, it, 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 you, he could tell because he was very good at being able to read a room. And he says he could always tell when players were cheating because they would have tells and they would be literally telling each other what the other person had in their hand. And so now instead of knowing five cards, you know, 10, you have more insight than anyone else in the room. So thus the odds are in your favor. I saw that as a like, let, let's leverage that because that obviously works in poker. <laughs> let's put it in business. And when we put it in business, it's completely ethical. And actually what you need, you need people on your side. You need people that you can bring to the table that give you that winning hand, that give you that advantage, that give you more perspective to see what's really happening here so that you can make better decisions. And that was like, wow. So Tribe for Leaders has that element too of like, here we are, we're your first strategic partner and we're here to help you win in Tribe for Leaders because that truly does make stronger wins. Yeah. So- I think another common way of saying this, that's more, you know, one of the things you hear tossed around all the time is you are the combination of the five people that you spend the most time with is, is it, is an, is an iteration of that. It's like, who are you bringing to your quote unquote poker table? Who's playing with you? And the more aware you can be of stacking that table in your favor, that's like Jules said, it's that's, but that's not cheating in in business. Learning how to partner with the right people is the ultimate form of leverage. Right. And that was like, that was a, a, a nugget of gold, what you just said, how easily you qualified in what this really means. And also, you know, that's why you're one of the people I choose to have at my table, because it's like, we need people that we really trust and, and we really respect that have perspective and insights that can really move us forward. And I have a very small list of people that if I need insight, where I'm going to go, but these are very curated people that are the highest level. And absolutely your name is at my table every time. And I want to make sure that I say that state that publicly because, Thank you. you know, that's, well, you have to know who you can trust in this space. And that's, what's missing in a lot of, of these funnels or experiences or a lot of these things. It's like, they're just trying to create content. They're just trying to trying to do all these things, but it's like, the way you show up value first of what can I do here? How do I help? How do I help this move forward? How do I even like, even here, how do I give my audience so much more from even just what she just said? And that is what changes everything. And so when you have someone like that on your side, you can do so much more. And when you, someone you trust, it's like everything gets easier. 
Once again, that was Jules Duncan on episode number three of the Seven Figure Millennials podcast. And if you want to check out that full episode, the link is going to be in the description wherever you are listening to this. Right now, you can just hop over to the description and click on that if you want to dive deeper. But with that said, and with that first nugget, we're going to dive into the next nugget, which comes from episode four of the Seven Figure Millennials podcast with Joel Weldon. Joel is a Hall of Fame speaker, having delivered over 3,000 paid speeches and personally coaching over 10,000 speakers to be more effective communicators. And on top of being a legend, a literal legend, Joel has built his dream lifestyle where he's still healthy enough today to water ski at age 79. When we recorded this episode, I think he's actually 80 now. uh, And he's been in a loving relationship with his wife for over 57 years. So Joel has so much wisdom. And in this little clip, you're going to hear Joel share some wisdom that he learned from Earl Nightingale. And if you don't know Earl, Earl Nightingale was the author of The Strangest Secret, which is one of the greatest motivational books of all time. And on top of that, during his lifetime, he also wrote and recorded more than 7,000 radio programs and 250 audio programs, as well as television programs and videos. So Earl was a huge deal, and Joel got to spend a lot of time with him before he passed. So in this little nugget, you're going to learn what Joel learned from Earl Nightingale on a fishing trip. And so I'm going to let Joel take it away with three simple words that will determine how much money you will make for the rest of your career. So here are the three words, Joel. If you remember these, it's going to change your life forever. Well, I didn't have a pen, but I figured I could remember three words. So he said, number one, need. Number two, ability. Three, replacement. Three words. Need, ability, replacement. Ask yourself, is there a need for what you do? So as you're listening to this podcast, is there a need for what you do? Most likely. Number two, your ability. How good are you at doing what you do? Hopefully you're good. So let's go back to this kid in the bait shop. Is there a need for a kid in the bait shop to put water dogs in a bucket? Yeah. Yes. Ability, how good was he? He was a 10. He couldn't have done better. Okay, why is he getting four bucks an hour? Because of the third word. Replacement. It was so easy to replace this kid. You didn't have to pay him more than four bucks. If he doesn't want to work, there's another kid that'll work for four bucks. What about you? How easy is it to replace you? How many people can do what you do at the level you do it? He said, that's where you want to be. So if we go into modern day, like 2000, last year, 2019, Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. I know a lot of people don't like him. They think he's arrogant. He's won too many Super Bowls. I love him because of his excellence. And at age 43, he still, now he didn't have a good game last week, the worst (laughs) game of his career but he was up against a pretty tough defense. But Tom Brady made $20 million the last year at the, at the uh, New England Patriots. Why did he get $20 million a year for throwing a football around or handing it off? Because nobody in the NFL is better at doing it than he is. Now, there are other people that make in the 20 millions and stuff. Not very many. Is there a need for quarterbacks? Yeah, they need quarterbacks. How good is Brady? Six Super Bowls, more Super Bowl records than any other football player. Pretty good, pretty good ability. How easy is it to replace him? Look at what is happening now 
with the New England Patriots without Tom Brady. They couldn't replace them. They're not doing very well at all. And that's why he has earned the money that he's earned. So what about you? Are you doing something where there's a need? How good are you at getting at it? Good. How good are you at what you're doing? And are you getting better? And then three, could anybody do what you do? So think about this. There's a guy who is in the Guinness Book of Records that nobody has ever been able to beat in 21 years. He's held the world record of balancing a milk bottle on his head and walking 81 miles <laughs> without it falling off. I'm you look in the Guinness that. Book of Records. I'm going to take him up on this that, Joel. <laughs> Say that again? I said, I'm going to take him up on that. I think I'm going to start. I'm going to make a shift. I'm, I'm done All with right. this podcast. I'm going to well, go maybe for you, <laughs> Maybe you might not when you hear the rest of the story about this guy. Because how much do you think he earned last year? Nobody in the world has been able to do what he's done for over two decades. How much do you think he made last year? Yes, close to nothing. <laughs> nothing. Why? <laughs> Nobody needs a guy to walk with a milk bottle in his head for 81 miles. He spent his whole career learning to do something nobody needs. Now, it is a true story about the guy with the milk bottle. He's done other things, and he's one of those freaks of nature that has, I don't know, maybe 100 things in the Guinness Book of Records he's done that nobody else has done. But he sure doesn't make the kind of money that you can make if you get so good at what you're doing that very few people can replace you. Again, that was Joel Weldon on episode four of the Seven Figure Millennials podcast. Again, feel free to check out the description if you want to explore that whole episode. But that episode was a total blast because Joel really shares some of his best secrets after a massively successful career as a public speaker. And whenever you get a chance to talk to somebody that is 79 years old, has had all these healthy relationships and is still water skiing, it was just such a blast to have that interview with Joel. And that was one that I highly, highly recommend and I turn to often in my life. So I didn't even realize when I was setting these up that I happened to do two back-to-back, one with Jules sharing her wisdom from Oklahoma, Johnny Hale, and then another one with Joel sharing wisdom from Earl Nightingale. That was a complete accident. I realized that uh, right before I started recording this one. But this one, we're not sharing more wisdom from someone else. This is directly from this guest, which is episode five of the Seven Figure Millennials podcast with Joshua B. Lee. So on top of being a husband and father of two, Joshua has managed over $300 million in online advertising spend and controlled over 35 trillion online impressions and built 16 companies and at his peak, Joshua was Joshua was 36 years old and running 10 companies at once, but then he went through a divorce, decided to liquidate everything and give it to his ex-wife, and he ended up moving back in with his parents with less than $1,000 in his bank account, and so this was an incredibly powerful episode as well, but today he's actually doing something way more powerful and fulfilling that, you know, in his own words, of what he's doing today to help people, and so I chose this clip because on social media, we often feel like everybody is having a perfect life, we're comparing their glass glamorize social media life to how we feel internally. And so this clip is very powerful because there's power in saying that you're not okay. And sometimes you need help because this clip came from when Joshua was kind of at the bottom of everything and how he started to work his way back up. So enjoy this clip with Joshua B. Lee on how vulnerability can be a massive key to growth. And then finally, what the real breakthrough for me was, I still have it saved in my phone. I sent a text message to five of my closest friends that I knew were there, those people that are here now. And I said, I, I don't know what to do, I'm lost. 
I, I am, I'm in a depression. I, I, I'm, I'm pretending to be something because, you know, the biggest thing that, that crushes most people is other people's, your perception of other people's perception of you. You know, you have no clue what the perception is, but we're perceiving it to be. And that's usually what, that's insanity. And it really crushes most entrepreneurs and most people because you're so worried what someone else is going to think of you. They haven't told you this. And I, I told them what was going on. Like, we know we're here for you, man. And I got calls and they went through and that right there by just releasing and telling someone, Hey, I'm not doing as well as I'm making it out to be on social media. I'm not the, still the same guy that I was pretending to be still. And man, next day life changed by just releasing that. The next day I went on social media and I made a video. I was, I went out for a run and I threw it and said, Hey, I just want to tell the world. And I told them everything that I went through, what I, what happened, what, what I'm doing now. And then I was restarting and it was amazing how just life just opened up because mm. I wasn't holding this boulder on my back anymore. That was just weighing me down day in and day out. And I was getting more exhausted at the time went on. That's so cool. If you don't mind me asking, what was the specific text that you sent to your friends? Like what was the question or what was it that you asked? It wasn't even a question I asked. I just said, Hey, I, need um, help. I don't know what to do. I need help. Um, I, business hasn't been going. I, I make men ends meet, but that's it. Um, I, I'm, I'm lost. I'm exhausted. Um, I just need someone to know, know what's going on. And I had that's, to tell y'all because y'all are the only people that I truly, that I, I believe actually care. Yeah. That's powerful. And it was immediate. My best man at my next wedding, you know, who, you know, he had, we weren't married yet, but he was going to be my best man. Like reach out, call me. Um, you know, people came out. I mean, it was amazing to be able to just to hear people like, dude, we know we've been waiting for you. Hmm. If you, you, we all think that we can, Fool everybody. Right. <laughs> the people that really know us really know what's going on. And then they'll allow it to a certain extent, but then they just start separating themselves out from you until you realize where you are. And just by releasing and telling them what, where I was and where I was at, open up the space for me to be able to grow again and, and find opportunity. Once again, that was Joshua B. Lee on episode five, and this is the third time I've said this now, but the description is inside of the show notes, and wherever you're listening to it, you can explore further with the full episode with Joshua. But moving on to the next clip, we are going to go to episode seven with Andre Norman, and this is a mind-blowing episode, but some context on Andre. Andre used to actually rob cocaine dealers for a living, no joke. He had, he did that, and then he had convictions of armed robbery, armed home invasion, armed carjacking, two attempted murder charges, and he ended up facing a 100-year prison sentence. But while he was in solitary confinement, Andre had an epiphany, and after a lot of hard work, he was released having just served just 14 years with a goal to become a Harvard Fellow. And not only did he achieve that goal, but he's also lectured on multiple TEDx stages, as well as Harvard University and London Business School. And at one point, Andre was actually leading gang activities from inside the prison that were generating $3 million per month. And now he's using what he learned from his time inside the system to change our criminal justice system. And I chose this clip because it shares so much perspective on what it means to think long-term. It's such a powerful reminder that as long as you're following the right path, you'll get there and you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. So here's Andre on a concept that he used to get himself out of jail that you can also use to achieve your goals, choosing the right street. I came up with this, this concept. 
if you're on the wrong street, it's going to take you to your destination, no matter how fast or how much, how slow you walk. If you're on the right street, it'll take you to your destination, no matter how fast or how slow you walk. Mm. So if you're in Chicago and you're going to highway going west, at some point you're going to reach California. If you go east, at some point you're going to hit New York. You can't go east and hope to hit LA. It's a really long walk. Chips go around China. <laughs> so it's doable, but not realistic. So when I said, I don't have a blueprint or a format to that extreme. So what do college kids need? High school diploma. I went and got that. I said, now what else do they need? They need to be orderly and manly. So I'm dang a management. What else do they need? Not in jail. I taught myself the law to get out. So I started doing the steps that put me on the path so that I can be prepared. There's one thing to have opportunity. It's even better to be prepared. So mm. I'm saying I have to, you let me out of jail and I don't have a GED and I got anger management problems and I'm still carrying knives, I'm not going to be let in. Mm. Don't say no for them. Do everything that you can do to prepare yourself for the opportunity and trust that it will come. So I did those things. I got the tangible things that were necessary under my belt. And then I met a mentor. And the mentor taught me, it was an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. You know the story. I met my mentor. And I wasn't looking to go to Jewish services. He wasn't looking to recruit black people. But we crossed paths. And I was in a different mind space. So I could see the value of this man. There was a time I would have saw the value in this old guy with a black suit on. Would have, he would have made no sense to me. Because I was using my own thinking. And I had no destination. So he serves no purpose. Now I have a destination. I have a goal. And he's talking goal-oriented materials. We clicked because we both wanted to go further. Then from there, I started getting mentors with different views. And people started seeing me as a guy who's trying. There's nothing more important than to be seen as a person who's trying. Not crying about it. Oh, I'm in jail. Oh, I mean, oh, I don't have any money. Oh, my parents are addicts. Oh, do what you can do with what you've been given. And then go from there. That, once again, was Andre Norman on episode 7, and that is going to lead us to our last clip of this episode, which comes from episode number 9 with Brian Grasso and Carrie Campbell. Brian has coached more than 20,000 athletes, including Olympic medalists, and has founded one of the largest fitness and sports education organizations in the world. And his wife, Carrie, was a clinical counselor for almost two, two decades. And today, she's an international model for places like the World Beauty Fitness and Fashion Competition, which is a worldwide leader in fitness pageants. And together, they're often recognized as some of the leading mindset coaches in the world. So you actually won't get to hear from Carrie in this clip because this is actually Brian's section. But I chose this clip because I think it clears up a big misconception about finding clarity and it also makes setting goals so much more manageable depending on where you are you are in your entrepreneurial career so this clip actually starts with me asking a question and then brian will dive right in so here's brian on why modeling a hawk will help you to achieve your goals so I'm really curious to hear you guys' opinion on this because I feel like sometimes, depending on what level of business you're at, you're able to create bigger visions the more experience you have. And sometimes people are getting started or people that are earlier on in their business and like, I don't really know what the vision should be because like they don't really almost have a conceptual frame for that. And in my opinion, your vision gets clear as you move. Like it, it may be intimidating to think, oh, three, five years out, but it's like, okay, if that's intimidating for you, let's just try to make some movement, some progress here. And then after you go through the cycles many times, then you can create bigger and bigger visions. So do you guys 
agree with that, disagree with that? How do you guys perceive things when it comes to being able to have the ability to create bigger visions? Not only do I agree with it, I, I felt like I was just listening to myself. <laughs> I swear, I have given that statement and or that advice a million times in my life that clarity um, never comes from stagnation. People think clarity is about sitting down with a notebook uh, and trying to map things out. It's not the way clarity is built. Um, it, I, I wrote a book called Mindset Matters Most, and I talk about this concept in that book. And I used an analogy because I, I, I believe that people remember stories more than they remember specifics or data. So what I, I pulled on, you know, some experiences and some friends of mine and relatives who are, are very like environmentally um, organized and, you know, some of them are hunters. And I remember hearing this story more than once and it really occurred to me how perfectly this depicts what you just said. So, you know, there's there's this thing in, in, in game hunting. So if you think about like a hawk, okay? A hawk is trying to track a bunny or a rabbit. Go, and the rabbit's moving. And the hawk is 5,000, 3,000 feet above it, okay? That's a really hard thing to track because it's not going in a straight line. Right. So what, what the predator does, what the hawk does is it makes large circles around this kind of imaginary circumference of, of you know, the, where the bunny is, is in the middle of this big circle. But the hawk just continues making this circle and adjusting the circle as the rabbit moves different directions. And as it's slowly circling, it's descending at the same time. Mm. And so what ends up happening is this perfect moment, right? When the hawk grabs the bunny, but that entire hawk grabbing the bunny came because the hawk went in motion and it started to adapt and track. And slowly as it came down, it tightened the circle and it just kept adapting and tightening, adapting and tightening, and then boom, right? The hawk didn't sit in the tree and look at the bunny and say, I wonder where this thing's going to end up. Maybe I should try to figure it out before I actually get in the air. And I know that sounds a little trite, but I take a lot, uh, you know, I, I, I teach a lot from the Tao Te Ching. The Tao Te Ching references nature. So I take a lot of wisdom from nature, and I look at the way the world naturally works. And I try to replicate it in my business. And that, that story has always been such a glaring illustration for me. Clarity is always found in motion. Mm-hmm. Always. It's never found through stagnation. So it's a long way of me saying you're spot on and I cannot agree with you more. There you have it. That was the last clip for today's episode. That was Brian Grasso in the interview that he did with his wife, Carrie Campbell, episode number nine. And I don't know about you, but I had a lot of fun putting this together. It was a great excuse for me to go back and review content from previous episodes. And really what this showed me, and I would encourage you to think about this this way, is I recently interviewed Benjamin Hardy, Dr. Benjamin Hardy on the show. At the time that this is airing, the episode won't be out yet, but uh, as a teaser, or if you're listening to this in the future, (laughs) when the episode has come out, one of the concepts that Ben talks about is this thing called the gain versus the gap. And the problem that so many of us entrepreneurs have that, that diminishes the amount of happiness that we have in our lives is we're constantly measuring ourselves against an ideal. 
Meaning that no matter where you're at in your life, you always set new goals and you're comparing yourself to where you want to be. And that's where lots of unhappiness comes from is because it's like chasing the horizon. You're never going to actually hit the horizon no matter how much progress you make. So um, one of the things that we talk about in that recording is that if you want to be happy, you need to visualize the ideal or your goals, but the problem comes in how you measure. You need to measure from where you started. You can always turn, if you're running towards the horizon, you can turn back and look at how much progress you've made and that will actually bring you lots of happiness and satisfaction if you're counting where you came from instead of how far you have to go because you're actually never going to get there. And so all that to say, this was a great excuse for me to go back and review some of my early work. I can tell that I've done lots of improvements as an interviewer. Um, If you heard me using some fillers in some of those little clips, I've gotten a lot better at not using filler words and, and saying mm-hmm, all the time. That's a, that's a problem that you have as an interviewer. I've gotten a lot better at just shutting up. So uh, I don't say that to just pat myself on the back, although I am getting a lot better at just recognizing wins when they happen. But I'm also saying that for you, where were you a year ago and count, use that as an excuse to count some of the wins that you've had in your life. So if this was the first time that you've heard some of those episodes, I think this is a great format because it's going to allow you to explore some previous episodes in a really quick way. And if you like some of the samples that we heard about from today or if something piqued your interest, that's a great opportunity for you to go back and explore and dive deeper. And also the last thing I'll just say to conclude things for today is that I would love to hear your feedback. Seriously, I would love to have a dialogue. I know sometimes I hear reviews from the podcast and those are all fantastic and I appreciate those so much, but it would mean a lot to me if you could just shoot me an email and I could find out what you thought about this episode. If you have any other suggestions for 2022 or some other feedback on work that I've done, I would love to hear your ideas and take them into consideration as I start planning for episodes and the podcast to come. So you can do that by emailing hi at sevenfiguremillennials.com. That's the number seven figure M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S. So that's hi at sevenfiguremillennials.com. That'll go directly to me. I will commit to reading and responding to all those emails because I just really appreciate you so much for being here and supporting the podcast and being a part of my growth. And so yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say besides I appreciate you so much and I look forward to talking to you very soon. Hey, it's Brandon here again, and I have a quick favor to ask before you head off, and that is if you are listening to my voice right now and you are currently using either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would help me a ton if you could stop what you're doing, take five seconds to tap the number of stars that you think the show deserves. So if you're on Spotify, there's a place to add a star rating right underneath the name of the show. And if you're listening on Apple, just scroll down where you're seeing all the episodes and there's something that says tap to rate. Just tap the number of the stars that you think the show deserves. And you may not know this, but I typically spend over five hours of my own time each week just researching a guest on the show. And then there's the time that's spent recording the show, the intro, reaching out to new guests, and of course, all the editing, publishing, promoting that my amazing wife and high school sweetheart, Leah, helps me to manage. So all that to say, there's a lot that goes on just to get to the point where you listen to this episode. So if you appreciate the content and have 10, five to 10 seconds to spare, it would help a ton if you could leave a quick rating on the show. Extra credit if you choose to leave a review, but just tapping whatever stars you feel the show deserves helps a ton and it takes so little time. So whether you choose to do that or not, I so appreciate you and I'll talk with you soon.